My friend is getting ready to run a marathon in a few months, and the more I talk with her, the more I become convinced that I would never want to run a marathon. The stretching, the calluses, this condition called dead legs, whatever that means, the cramps, the exhaustion, no thank you. The carb loading, yes, but to the rest, no. But by the end of it all, she'll be able to check off a major accomplishment, something she always wanted to do in her life, run a whopping 26.2188 miles just a few short days after she turns 40. As awful as all the training sounds, I'd be much more concerned about her if she called me up and said, you know, I'm just going to take it easy, rest up for the next few months, find an old pair of shoes, and give it my all that day. It would sound alarming because the preparation would have nothing to do with the event itself. If you're preparing to do a lot of running, you ought to be doing a lot of running in the days leading up to the marathon. Enter into this holy season of Lent, which begins today. Ash Wednesday kicks off 40 days of prayer and fasting in which we prepare ourselves for the joy of the Paschal Feast, the destruction of death, the invitation to paradise everlasting, and the complete healing and forgiveness from all those times when we hurt God, from those times when we hurt our neighbors, and from those times we hurt ourselves. That very weightlessness we experience in the form of forgiveness, that promise of eternity, it's what we Christians call Easter joy. But somewhat confusingly, to prepare for this joy, the church implores us to repent and to fast during the season of Lent. And it all sounds contradictory. Repent, that's the easy one to address. The church has mangled this word into something that it was never supposed to mean. We associate repentance with guilt and with sorrow. But what that word so plainly means is having a change of heart. It was never a word about the follies of the past. Rather, it was always a word about the joy and possibilities of the future. In this holy season of Lent, in the stillness and austerity of these 40 days, our call is to look at our lives and see where we need a tune-up, talking less and being a better listener, being less of a person with all the answers and more of a companion on this mystery we call life, not beating ourselves up for what was, but committing ourselves to the joy of what could be the joy of true repentance, a true 
change of heart. And then we are called to fast. If you remember a few years ago, we were all masking and not just when we went into stores, but there was even a period of time when we were asked to mask when we went outside. I remember many a walks throughout the pandemic with my dog up and down the street that had a little path with mulch and trees. And then the day came when we were told, you don't have to wear your mask outside anymore. And I'll always remember that first walk with my dog as I went outside and I felt like a superhero that day who had just been given this new sense of smell as I breathed in and smelt the mulch. I smelled the leaves on the tree and the flowers that were growing on the side of the road. Life that was all around me the whole time, but life I wasn't able to sense with that mask on. It wasn't new life, but it was an experience that taught me to appreciate the life that was there. And how true it is that we often ignore the life of Christ that is within us in the midst of the busyness of our lives. Far from simple things like chocolates or wines, I wonder what is really distracting us from spending time with the only true source of light and life. Perhaps we can think about those things, and those are the things that we ought to give up for Lent, so that as we take our Lenten masks off and take a deep breath in, we can be reminded of the beauty and the joy that has been surrounding us the whole time, presence of God which enfolds us day in and day out. This is all to say that Lent should not be a time of wallowing and grumpiness, of giving up coffee when we know all too well how insufferable we are until we finished our second cup of coffee. Instead, we should use this time to find all the true sources of joy in our lives and enjoy them. So that on Easter morning, as we hear that story of the empty tomb once again, we can experience true joy. You wouldn't sit on a couch all day to train for a marathon. So please don't wait until Easter to find true joy.